The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We got NFL Week 12 power rankings. We have a little bit of NBA fallout. You're listening, as usual, to Sean and Sam on the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, how you doing, my man? What is up, my brother? Not much, man. As uh, as I like to do during the NFL season, I think we should just jump right into the power rankings, and then we'll bring you back in. You good with that? Sounds good, bro. All right. NFL Week 12 power rankings. We are in the stretch running, everybody, and I'm, I'm trying to shoehorn a bunch of these teams into the top 10. I just can't find the space for a bunch of teams that I really like. Um, I actually went to 11 on my uh, on my rankings this week, and I left four teams off that I really love. So let me call this the screen of uber respect, but I want everybody to remember this. One of the teams, at least one of the teams on this list, is going to miss the playoffs. One of the teams on this list will miss the playoffs. So I want you to, if you're a fan of one of these teams, I want you to comment below why it's not going to be your team. But I love these, let's call these tied for 12th. Um, and uh, and I, t- I have these teams tied for 12th because I think there's you know a big question mark about all these. Now, uh, the first one I'll talk about is the Baltimore Ravens. Look, Ravens fans, I know how talented this team is. I love the defense. I love the special teams. I love the run game. And I love the short to intermediate pass game. I say this about Lamar Jackson. I have questions about his ability to throw the ball downfield. I'll get back to that a second in a second. But a compliment for Lamar Jackson, he might be the best quarterback I have ever seen at throwing the ball into traffic. Like, he makes the the throws across his body into crowded uh, coverage, whether it's on the goal line or in short yardage situations or whatever. Like, he'll throw to Mark Andrews or, or Snead or somebody in um, in really tight spaces. And he, he makes the kind of throws that you're like, Ugh! if you're a fan, you watch that, and instinctively you think it's going to be an interception or a pick six. And he completes it every freaking time. He's incredible at it. I, I don't think I've ever seen him throw. I'm hoping I'm not jinxing him. I don't think I've ever seen him throw an interception in that uh, scenario. So that's really impressive but if you can't throw the ball over top what ends up happening is your safeties cheat down a little bit if your safeties cheat down and your linebackers can really go up and crash the run it starts to take that seam rod away and that um, you know that read option or that fake um, handoff play action throw seam route to Mark Andrews and um, the Washington uh, team used that quite a bit with RG3 and his stint there with Jordan Reed I mean that play is bread and butter and uh, teams are starting to crash that up and take that away so uh, the Baltimore Ravens huge game against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week lost three in a row they really need win I think they have a really good chance to actually get that win and give the Steelers their first loss of the season um, so this is also called the win and you're in screen most likely um, the next team I'll talk about is the Miami Dolphins uh, look you know f- favorites on the road against Denver to me, that was a that was a loss based on youth. Um, you know, one of the three youngest teams in the league, young quarterback. Uh, Denver had a nice game plan. Fangio is no uh, slouch as a defensive game planner, defensive coordinator. Denver is one of these teams that you can look past them, but they always play solid football. They're probably going to be around 500. They are four and six, by the way, right now. Um, it's easy to look past them. I think the Miami Dolphins did. I think they were buying into their hype a little bit too much. The defense played fine. The offense wasn't good enough to get it done. They made the move to Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick actually threw a nice ball to Parker, but he didn't read the safety. Safety came over the top, made the interception at the end of the game, and that was it for the Dolphins. Now, I'm not selling on the Dolphins, but I had to move them down the list because I had to move others up the list. It's just that simple. I believe in the Dolphins because this defense is elite. They are only going to get better. Big question on them. You know, Baltimore, it's the deep passing game for the Dolphins. It's the run game. As the weather gets worse, the Dolphins are going to need that run game. They have the defense. They need the run game. They need 
need to get that tough yard in slop weather because it's going to happen. Uh, the next game team I'll talk about, the, the Cleveland Browns. And look, Browns fans, I know it's not fair for me to leave these guys off the list, but I had to move the Raiders onto the list and the Raiders beat the Browns head-to-head. That's the only reason why. Um, I do have questions about their ability, just like the Ravens throwing the ball downfield. I think the Ravens' defense, honestly, is a little better than the Cleveland Browns, but I'll I'll give this to you, Browns fans. The, your defense is playing awesome. And Nick Chubb, I've been saying this. I've been kind of dancing around this for, for years, ever since I, he was a rookie. I'm seeing it now. Nick Chubb, if I could draft any single running back in the league, it would be Nick Chubb. If I had the first pick in a fantasy draft of, you know, if I was an NFL general manager and they said, pick any running back you want. Salary doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. blah. Pick any running back you want. It'd be Nick Chubb. I think the Browns, and I like Kareem Hunt just fine, and I know that Stefanski likes to use Kareem Hunt because he's a you know weapon out of the backfield. Chubb can catch the ball too. I think Hunt should be getting 15 to 20 touches a game. I think Chubb should be getting 20 to 25 touches a game. I don't care if Cleveland's down two scores. I don't care if they're getting two and a half yards per carry. Chubb takes the ball to the house. I like Cleveland. I don't think they're giving the ball to Chubb enough, and they're giving it to him a ton. Second in rushing last year before Stefanski. Um, I know he was injured quite a bit, but that's why I like. I mean, I like the defense for the Browns, and I love the running game. I think it's the best running game in football at this point. Baker Mayfield, I, man, that Odell Beckham loss to me is still a big deal, but I like the tight ends there. It's really pushing the ball downfield. Are they going to do it? I don't know. That's my question mark, but I do think the Browns will make the playoffs, man. They're 7-3 and three right now, for crying out loud. Uh, then we got the Arizona Cardinals fell off this list because of the, uh, the loss of the Seattle Seahawks. Is that fair? You know, at this point, you know, any team on this list that's not in the top 10, um, you know, could make the argument that it's not fair. I love Seattle's offense. I love it. The defense is playing really strong as well. They play in a division. I believe that the Arizona Cardinals will be in the playoffs, but they play a lot of tough teams because of that division they play in. They're going to beat uh, beat each other up. We're going to see, but I believe in the Cardinals. They have to rebound, though. They have a tough schedule uh, to close out the year. And the, the New England Patriots, I know they're struggling, but they're no slouch. They're playing at home. The Cardinals are favorites on the road in Foxborough. That's not a great environment to play. Um, we're going to see what's going to happen there. But I, I think Arizona can win, but they, they have to win and prove it to me this week. So let's get to my top 11. First off the list, number 11, the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, they're 6-4. and four. They're coming off a loss. I think they played a nice game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Derek Carr is playing better than you think he would. Raiders fans have been um, you know, hitting me on this channel and saying, dude, you got to give the Raiders more respect. Got to give the Raiders more respect. I've responded by saying, I give the Raiders respect. Who else picked them to be in the playoffs but this guy right here? And I do believe they'll be in the playoffs. By the way, they have a massive game. I think it's week 15 or week 16 against the Miami Dolphins. That could be a play in game. But um, the good news for the Las Vegas Raiders is the toughest part of their schedule is behind them. We're getting into the bad weather part of the year. I know that's not an, you know, a big factor in Vegas, but it will be a factor with other teams they play. And they have one of the best run games in the NFL. They have a coach that sticks to the run game and punishes teams physically. And Carr, even though I don't love the wide receivers from a skill point of view, they're not going to wow anybody. Look, man, Hunter Renfro, and uh, Nelson Aguilar, they're getting it done. And, of course, they have Darren Waller. Devontae Booker coming in with his uh, identified role to give Josh Jacobs a breather every now and then. I like everything the Raiders are doing. What I don't like is the defense. But, you know, they can get it done. They can get it done. They're a playoff team. They're legit. They have, you know, add a few more pieces defensively next year in the draft, maybe in free agency. They're making a run, guys. Uh, they're definitely moving in the right direction as a franchise. So respect to the Raiders. Six and four coming off a loss. I still move them up into my top list here. Not quite in the top 10, and you'll see why as I move forward. Number 10, the Green Bay Packers coming off a loss, seven and four. Now, look, 
I'm not overreacting. If you're catching my rankings for the first time, I'm not overreacting. I said this last week. I said, you know, Green Bay, first quarter of the season, boom, up there. And as NFL fans and as NFL bettors, we always think about the first quarter of the season. That's our impression. And when they were going uh, to play the Indianapolis Colts, what did I say? I said the Colts had that opening weekend loss to Jacksonville, which was confusing. To this date, Jacksonville's only win of the season was against the Colts. I look back, and I did watch that game. Um, I went back on the, you know, game pass, and I watched the game. And I was like, man, the Colts outplayed the Jacksonville Jaguars still managed to lose this game. There were a couple a couple turnovers. I think Phillip Rivers threw an interception, turnover on downs, blah, blah, blah. But what I was saying is, look, the Colts are starting to trend trend upward. The Green Bay Packers are starting to trend downward. That's why I picked the Colts. Colts came back and won that game. Um, now, the Green Bay Packers coming off that loss, I'm not overreacting to that, like I said. But what I am overre- or what I am reacting to is that they are on a downward trend. That's not to say they can't fix it, but their run defense is bad. I always favor teams that have good run games offensively and good run games defensively as we get into the postseason. That's an Achilles heel for teams when they get into the playoffs. I do think they'll bounce back and win big this week against Chicago. The number nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a loss. Um, look, the Rams, you got to you gotta give some respect to the Rams, what they're doing. They're actually on tie, based on tiebreakers, um, leading the NFC West now. Guys, two years removed from the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what was interesting to me is the defense, which had been so good for so long, they look like last year's passing defense. No, still, nobody can run on them, but the Rams just ate them up in the passing game. So I had to move them down the list. Brady, you know, he's making unbrady-like mistakes. They're like they're they're passing read mistakes. I don't know what the deal is, but again, I'm not gonna like super worry about it. They have a few more weeks. Tampa Bay will be in the playoffs. And Tampa Bay has the skilled players offensively. They have the line offensively. And they have the the quality and defense to make a Super Bowl run. They're one of the teams that can win the Super Bowl. They just have to tweak a couple of things. Tighten a few screws and they'll be making a run. Uh, we got number eight, the Buffalo Bills coming off a bye week. I actually kind of moved them down the list, and I was like, wait a second, that, that, that doesn't sound right. I had to move them back up. So the Buffalo Bills, they are at seven and three coming off that bye week. Um, they had, a, <clears throat> I think, a pretty a pretty brutal loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they could be eight and two. That, that Hail Mary, which is unbelievable. I know Cardinals fans are saying, why don't you have us up high, up there? I'll tell you why. Because that Hail Mary could have gone either way, and it just they just came down with it good for them. But the Buffalo Bills, I'm curious to see what comes out of the bye week. Are they going to be a strong defensive team? Is McDermott, who I think is a great head coach, is he going to fix some things defensively to help this team make that deep run? The defense needs to step up and play as well as the offense is playing, but that's a good problem to have because we know that the Bills have that kind of potential. Let's see what happens. They could come out on fire defensively, and if that's the case, you know, you want to peak in January and February. You don't want to peak in uh, September and October, right? So the Buffalo Bills have room to grow, and that's a good thing. Number seven on this list, the Tennessee Titans. Huge game this week with the Indianapolis Colts. They are at seven and three. I had them above the Buffalo Bills because they beat the Buffalo Bills earlier this season. Uh, Tennessee Titans coming off that big comeback win against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I keep saying this last year was no fluke. They do need to fix the defense. John Brown gets hurt. That's a big deal. That's a big deal as we get into the playoffs. Um, I still have question marks about them, but there are some questions um, with a lot of the teams, you know, on this list and, and outside of this list. Tennessee Titans, I have more faith in their coaching staff to be able to put a nice game plan together in crunch time when we get to the playoffs and it's single elimination. Number six, another team with realistic question marks, but a team coming off a big win on Thursday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks, 7-3 and three now because of tiebreakers in second place in the NFC West. I picked them before the season, as I remind everybody every week, to be in the Super Bowl for the NFC. I'm not walking that back. What I did like from that win and why I moved them up so significantly in this list is the defense finally, 
finally showed up. Is that a sign of things to come? They play the Philadelphia Eagles. They should be able to shred the Philadelphia Eagles this week. The Eagles offense is struggling. The the Seahawks defense has struggled all year. Play it a little bit better against the Arizona Cardinals. They need to bring it to the table. Very curious to see for right now they are number six. Number five on my list. The Los Angeles Rams leading the NFC West, which I still think is the best division of football, although you can certainly make an argument for the AFC North. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams, look, I say everybody, they're two years removed from a Super Bowl run, everybody. And speaking of runs, they can run the ball. Uh, They're better at running, um, and, you know, I was really impressed by this week. Tampa Bay took the run game away. I had real questions about whether or not, with the run game completely neutralized, whether or not Goff was going to be able to shred a team. He absolutely shredded the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a beatdown. The Rams looked great. They look like they're getting better. Sean um, McVay, one of the best head coaches in the league. I said this. I criticized him last year, and I'm going to stick by that criticism last year. I think he did an awful job last year. I think he overthought. I don't think he was patient enough with the run game. Even if you're going to defend Sean McVay, keep in mind, even he came out and said he didn't run the ball enough and be patient with the run. So I was banging on him last year. I still think he's one of the best coaches in the league. I bet on him before this season to rebound. I bet on the Rams to finish on the over and their over and under futures bet. I bet on the Rams to be in the playoffs, and I'm feeling really good about that right now. Los Angeles Rams, they are for real. Number four on this list, the New Orleans Saints, eight and two. Now, I moved a team ahead of them. You're going to make an argument uh, against that, and I I understand it. New Orleans Saints, they're going to get Drew Brees back. They are starting to play better and better. Again, I talked about the first quarter of the season, right? The optics with, you know, uh, a team that loses and a team that wins like the Green Bay Packers. You start 4-0. Everybody thinks you're the best. The New Orleans Saints lost to the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football in Week 2 without Michael Thomas. I think it was Week 2. might have been Week 3. I think it was Week 2. Everybody starts to sour on the New Orleans Saints, and I can't remember who their other loss was to. But does that Las Vegas Raiders loss, does that look really that bad right now? Does it? I mean, no, it doesn't, right? I mean, the Raiders are, are a legit team. They beat the they handed the Kansas City Chiefs their only loss of the season. And they almost handed them their second loss of the season on Sunday night. The, the Raiders are very good. The Saints didn't have their key offensive weapon at that point. They're still trying to re, you know find their new identity without Michael Thomas in the passing game. Emmanuel Sanders hadn't stepped up at that point. Um, it, was, it was just different. But over the time, New Orleans, man, suddenly they're 8-2. They are number one team in the uh, in the NFC at this point. If they were to, the season were to end today, they would have you know the one seed in the home field advantage. Um, and now they have Taysom Hill playing at quarterback. Although if you played at ESPN Fantasy last week, you might have had him at a tight end. But look, Taysom Hill, I don't really believe in him as a backup quarterback. However, the New Orleans Saints are going to get Breeze back. We think at some point they're going to be a strong team to play. And when Breeze is out, the defense steps up. I think actually Breeze being out, getting some actual physical rest. Look, the ribs aren't a great thing, but he's going to get some rest. He'll be back. He'll be ready for the playoffs. I think it's a good thing for the Saints. They might drop a couple games here and there, but uh, you know it forces the defense to be a little bit more accountable and uh, gives Breeze and those legs a little bit of rest and his ribbies a little bit of rest as well. He'll be fine. Number three, the Indianapolis Colts, seven and three. Everybody's like, why do you have the Colts? You know, ahead of like the Saints, the Rams, and blah blah blah. I'll tell you why. It's because everybody's overreacting to that Jacksonville Jaguars Week One loss. They beat the Tennessee. 
Tennessee Titans. They play the Tennessee Titans again this week. If they win that, they're going to stick at number three. I'm telling you that. Maybe, um, yeah, that, I wouldn't put them higher than any of the top two, even if one of those guys lose. But the Indianapolis Colts, they are playing better. Their defense, um, they had a couple of key guys defensively hurt. They're getting them back now. Their defense is getting better, and the offense is improving every week. Again, we're peaking at the right time if you're a Colts fan. So uh, I have the Colts at 7-3, and three, and I say we. Don't think that I'm a Colts fan. I'm not. I don't really care about the Colts, but Phillip Rivers is throwing the ball really well, acclimated, reacclimated to the Frank Reich offensive scheme. They're becoming more of a passing team, and I like that Michael Pittman, that rookie receiver. Everybody's talking about Chase Claypool. Michael Pittman is like Chase Claypool Jr. Pick him up in your fantasy leagues if he's still there. Number two on this list, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not banging them because they skated by or, or squeaked by against the Raiders. Uh, I thought the Raiders played a fantastic game. I think the Chiefs might have actually played their best game of the year outside of that Baltimore victory earlier in the year. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs have a higher ceiling. Their defense isn't quite there yet, but that's not a bad thing. Last time, at this time of year, they were 6-4. and four. Now they're 9-1. and one. I'm saying they haven't hit their ceiling yet, and they're 9-1. and freaking one. They're the second best team in the league for now, and you can make the argument saying, hey, they're the reigning champs. They should be number one. But I'm going to be honest. The number one team on my list, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are playing better football today. If these two teams played today, I'm not convinced that Pittsburgh stepping on that field isn't the better team, and that's what this list is all about. The Pittsburgh Steelers' defense started playing better. I think it was the week they played the Cleveland Browns, and that Steelers' defense is back to what we remember them from last year. Uh, now, the Steelers' schedule gets a lot harder. They have games this week against the Baltimore Ravens. They have a game against the Colts. We're going to see them later in the season. They have a game against the Balt- uh, I'm sorry, the Buffalo Bills. And then they close the season against the Cleveland Browns team that's probably going to need a win there to preserve their playoff position. We'll see if they clinch before then. So they, ha- they have t- four tough games out of their last six. Um, and I don't even remember who the last two are. So the Steelers are going to be a little bit more tested. Their stronger part of their schedule is going to be later in this year, but man, they're playing really good. Ben Roethlisberger's a little banged up. We're going to see what happens this week. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are for real. That defense is playing better and better. The Kansas City Chiefs is not playing up to their level defensively. That's why I'm keeping the Steelers ahead of them. Plus, hey, they're undefeated. Got to reward the undefeated teams. So there you go. There are my power rankings. Comment below. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think your team should be higher? Do you think another team should be lower? Let me know and also give me your top five. Comment below. I appreciate it, everybody. And we're back. Before we really get rolling with Sam here, I just want to talk about our friends at Manscaped. Support for the Functional Sportsaholic comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Look, I've been there. A lot of people out there have been there and people who have never really tried or curious about what happens. I have had some accidents downstairs. If you're using a razor that's not designed specifically to shave those jewels, bad things can happen. It can be like a cheese grater. I've bled. It is not a good situation. That's why this revolutionary company called Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts your nuts without cutting your nuts. If you know what I mean, it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. That is very convenient. Let me tell you. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their new, brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, 
cut free, and that's the important part, right? And also important, smelling nice down there. Don't use the same trimmer you use on your face as you use on your balls. That's nasty. That is nasty, Sam. Come on that's now. That's it's gross. Gross. Let's let's get some let's get some tools for the right job, right? The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, Sam, right? You already yeah. put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, everybody, your balls stink. Your balls stink. Let's just be honest about this. Put some deodorant down there. It's important. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their crop reliever. This product, along with the crop preserver, keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. I cannot stand sticking. That's why I love the crop preserver. So good. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Manscaped sent me a pair of these. They're awesome, everybody. Seriously, try them out. Uh, Tis the season, everybody, to Manscaped yourself. Get yourself a uh, you know a pair of these razors. Everything that they have. Get your dad, your brother, your friends. Everybody could use Manscaped. Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. And for my listeners, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC at manscaped.com. SPORTSAHOLIC, it's S-P-O-R-T-S-A-H-O-L-I-C. But more importantly, everybody, click the show notes below. You'll get the link. You'll get the promo code. So, so easy. So easy, 20% off. We love saving our listeners money. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off, once again, everybody, and free shipping with the code SPORTSAHOLIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using SPORTSAHOLIC as your promo code. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Oh, my goodness. That's one of my favorite ads to read, Sam. I love that one. That's awesome. And you know what? It's relevant. It is. It is relevant. And Uh, needed. And needed. You know what's cool too? Manscaped sent me um, um, this week or last week. They sent me uh, the uh, the one that does your nose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Trimmer. Yeah, the yeah. nose trimmer, and it's it, it is it is awesome. And that's something that not everybody has to deal with that. But like all the guys in my family, we just have long long nose hair. We don't have much hair on our head. Most most guys do though. Like, especially once you start getting past your 20s, man. Those, those things start sprouting out overnight. It's crazy. Yeah, and, the, like, I'm starting to get the ear stuff, too. I'm hoping that doesn't yeah. get pr- too prevalent. But, you know, me and my brother and my dad, we're all, like, you know, like going to a Bob Marley concert in our nose. It's crazy. It's <laughs> like you can braid the things. So, yeah, having that stuff's there. But back to the um, back to the power rankings. So, um, look, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, I've been keeping them high on the list, Sam, because obviously they're undefeated, and you like to reward um, undefeated. And then you, you – Always, at least with me in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but when playoffs start, do I really go against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the big question. But I got to be honest with you, like, look, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs have have peaked yet. And of course, I'm going to keep the Pittsburgh Steelers while they're undefeated. And we'll see what happens. A lot of people will pick this up after Thanksgiving when they play Baltimore. We'll see if they're still undefeated after that game. It's going to be a tough one. Right. But, you know, of course, I'm keeping Pittsburgh up there for now. But the reality is, I think Pittsburgh is a better team at this point. I think Kansas City can get there. But the defense in Pittsburgh is is really starting to ball out. And Kansas City's defense just isn't quite there yet. And their offense, although they're, inc- of course, incredible, and I wouldn't say any offense is better than them, there's still room to grow. So I still think Kansas City has the highest ceiling. But Pittsburgh's putting it together on the field. And we can't just assume Kansas City's going to waltz into the Super Bowl, man. They're like... Right. 
I've been saying this for for weeks. They're they're doing like the Shaq and Kobe Lakers thing where they're just kind of uh-huh. sleepwalking through the regular season. In a seven game series in the NBA, I think you can get rid of that. You can or do that. You yeah. can get in a one game elimination, single elimination tournament in the NFL playoffs. You can't do that, man. You need to come in primed. So we'll see, man. Yeah. The Steelers definitely look like it's like they are definitely taking it one game at a time and not, you know, and they're they're locked in. Dude, they're um, locked in. Yeah. It's it's incredible. And then I'll say, you know, as I said earlier this week, you you got Kansas City who um who I, I, I just said they have a high ceiling and I don't think they've really fulfilled their potential and they're nine and one. Right? And then right. And Pittsburgh, do, though, like, they won the first few games and their defense wasn't playing well. Their defense is playing well now. Right. So, and Ben, was Ben been out, what, one game, two games? I don't know. No, he, he actually out. never missed. He, he left the game oh, and came back missed. in. Okay. okay. And he's questionable again this week. We'll see what happens. But I'm sure yeah. he'll, you know, he's a tough guy. I'm sure he'll right. yeah. suit up and play. So, like, it's, it's going to be wild. I think clearly the best two teams in the league are in the AFC. And I got to say, like, Brad actually in our get paid and our preseason – tournament or like pick them or whatever he picked he picked pittsburgh to upset kansas city in the afc championship game and i picked kansas city to beat pittsburgh in the afc championship game so feathers in our caps because everybody was sleeping on pittsburgh and i said dude like they went eight and six without roethlisberger last year with that defense and that skill set and roethlisberger comes back your passing efficiency goes from 50 percent to you know 75 percent and you can push the ball downfield give me a break pittsburgh is going to be in the in the running and i said they would win the north and they're definitely going to win the north so yeah, man, it's wild. What it you up to wild. this week, man? How how things going with you? Oh man, things are good, man. I'm uh, glad uh, the week is uh, winding down. Um, yeah. For uh, you know, for work, um, just kind of doing one of those days where they're kind of doing a little bit of work, but just kind of waiting for them to send that email, like, hey, if you can, you know, log off early today. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just you know, excited uh, basketball, college basketball starts tonight. Um, there's a bunch of little tournaments, bubble tournaments that are that are starting. Okay. Um, and yeah, NBA training camp starts next week. I know so it's so wild. It's crazy, it's crazy. It's been a wild week in the NBA with a lot of moves and um, obviously the draft and all that stuff. So. Can it's, you exp- it's it's been fun. I do want to talk a little bit about the draft and, and specifically like the Warriors. Um, but what's going on with the season? Because I saw that they basically have a have a an A and a B season, and there's going to be a little tournament as well. Is that because they're worried about a bridge tournament and shutdowns, or what's going yeah, on with the NBA I think, season? I think they're worried about you know, um, you know, it, it, you know, like 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 all leagues, like even the college season, they don't want to have these big postponements where they can't. You know, because NBA, you only have, what, uh, 15 guys max on the team. Right. Um, you have a few guys on a protocol. Like, you, you can't field a team. Right. Um, so, I think they have stuff built in um, to to be able to try to resurrect that. Um, and I think they really, you know, I, I think if it was up to them and there was no money involved and stuff like that, perfect world scenario, they would just skip the season and wait for the next one. I honestly... And they would start back up in, you know, August, September of, right. of the following year. But um, they have TV contracts. These guys, you know, teams need to make money and need to get paid, all that kind of stuff. So they're going to try to make a make a way out of it and, you know, try to get in as many games as they can. And it will go from there. We'll see. You know, um, we've already seen college basketball teams 
you know, not already, you know, having to postpone stuff yeah, and right. things like that. Cause you get a couple of guys and it's, it's a little different than an NFL team. You have 53 guys and a practice roster and all that stuff. So, um, it'll, it'll be interesting, man. They might, they might have to have a pool of players. Yeah. I would think, you know, like almost like a G league pool, um, where maybe teams can field guys that are, definitely in a bubble type situation so that they aren't in fact you know i don't i don't know how that's all gonna go so weird world weird sports uh seasons as we've seen across the board but yeah we got the um the the vaccines are uh the two different ones are kind of at the at the goal line right now so we'll start to get those through i imagine the sports teams will figure out a way to get their people in in the early go of that although you know honestly i'm not sure if that's the way forward in one in one respect, because I think that the the sports's um, impact on society, you know, I know they're talking about it, it, the the criticism is going to be multi, mainly, oh, you know, the rich people, you know, the haves and the have-nots, and how are they getting them when blah blah blah. But I think the impact on society is so important, especially because we saw what was going on without sports. I mean, people are going. I mean, it was. It was turning into Lord of the Flies, man. Um, and it still is a little bit of that. And, of course, the election year was probably the worst time this could have happened, too. And I've already seen even since, like, since I know the election, there's still stuff going on. I don't want to get into that. But um, since, basically, the, there's a certain ascertainment of, of who's won and all that stuff, um, it seems like there's less incendiary, like, I'm not wearing masks. You don't have to wear this. Like it's it's less political now, and it's more right. solution oriented. Even like on you know the the conservative side, which has really been the the side that's been kind of fighting you know the mask stuff and all that. There's still a few out there, um, like governors and stuff, who are saying no, and you know American pride and constitutional right and not wearing a mask. But for the most part, people that aren't up for major elections in the next election cycle, like a couple years from now. For the most part, everybody's like, just wear your damn mask. <laughs> right, right. Now, let's get this over with. Because, you know, and really what it's doing is it's it's affecting, um, impacting Thanksgiving. It's going to then be, you know, of course you project, hopefully it doesn't, but of course you project that it's going to be worse in December. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, people are just kind of tired of it. Um, but the, the drawback is people are probably tired of it now. And so they'll just ignore what they should do in terms of what is more immediately, you know, gratifying. Right. So we'll see what happens in December. I'm not optimistic because you know how oh, this... I'm not, uh, I'm not optimistic at all, man. Yeah. I went, you know, uh, last Sunday, it was beautiful outside and bright and early in the morning. I took my daughter. I said, all right, let's go, let's go up to the park and let's go shoot some hoops. Thinking no one's going to be out there. I see just full on games mm. with guys lined up on the side too. So five on five, both yeah. courts, all thing. And I go, what is going on, man? <laughs> no. Like, so I was like, all right, well, we're, you know, we're going to go home. And, um, so we, you know, we went and, you know, went for a long walk instead, but I was like, it's just crazy. I think people are just like, well, whatever. And they're just going to wait for a vaccine, but it's going to get worse. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, Unfortunately, you know, you, like we've always said, you know, guys like you and I, for the most part, even though there are some outliers where there's people that are yeah. perfectly healthy and young and still end up, you know, um, passing away from this thing. But 
it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, I, the the way I liken it is um, this whole thing like going out now, and and it, it sucks. I mean, as as I tell like yeah, my wife and I were talking about this week because I'm you know I'm pretty honestly I'm pretty sad because I've canceled all my Thanksgiving plans, mm-hmm. and um and you know because I live in Illinois and you know I have family. I'm talking to like my my brother and sister and parents. My parents are in Florida. My brother's in um, the Carolinas. My sister's in the Northwest, and it's just like you know we see each other once a year. And, yeah, and it's usually Thanksgiving. And it right? is Thanksgiving. Yeah. And yeah. like we don't do we've never done Christmas. We've never done this. For for twenty years, we see each other once a year. We come in and you know I see my parents and I see you more because I come down to visit you and my parents and stuff. Right. But right, even right. that, the last time I was there was like something like March. And I'm not gonna yeah. probably be there until next fall by the right. time we get vaccinated and all this stuff. So when all is said and done, I'm not gonna see my parents in person for like a year and a half. I'm not gonna see you, you know, like all my friends. Yeah. I got Ninju down there. Our guys, I got... our guys trip, you know, we usually take a guys yeah. trip every year. It's gonna be what, two years you know, probably removed before we before we get that going. Um, so it's, yeah. yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And and what I'm thinking is like and I said this to my wife, is like we've we've made all this sacrifice all this year and now at the most important time when the situation is at its most critical, and even like the CDC, even the government now is is supporting like people like you know hunkering down, like both sides of the aisle at this point are, and you know we're at this point, and it's like right at the most critical time when it's at its worst, we take our foot off the gas, and I'm always Sam, I'm always I've always been when you're at the goal line, you put your foot on the gas, you don't slow down, so. You know, my mentality, and it's in sports, it, you know, if you're, you know, at the last minute of the game, you don't let up, you finish out the game, and you win, and you preserve the win, you go home. If it's, if I have an A um, in, in college class or something, or high school, and I'm going into the final, I don't say, ah, I got an A, I don't have to study, let me mail this in. I study harder to preserve the A. you like, it's, it's, it's always been that way, so I don't understand the mentality, but I do recognize that, you know, there are a lot of people out there with no grit. More people with no grit than than I realized. Really. Uh, yeah, and just people that are dumb, you know. Yeah, that that too. It's crazy. That too. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And so when I likened to where I've been thinking about it this week, because of course I'm doing still doing a lot of housework, I say, you know, do you go out and do a crowd of people and like 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 you said, our demographic, Sam, um, our demographic is if somebody gets it, it's like a one in a thousand chance that something's going to go wrong and you pass away. Like our numbers, right? Maybe two in a thousand, something like that. Right, right, right. Do you go into a crowd of people and let somebody with a bow and arrow shoot an arrow straight up in the air? Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do, you, do you go there and you say, "Hey, let me shoot. Let me let me go into a crowd of people and let somebody shoot an arrow in the air. Let me hang out and, you know, maybe it'll hit me. Maybe it won't. You know, you don't you don't do that. It's just not smart. <laughs> it's just not yeah, smart. Yeah, I don't get it, man. It's crazy. Uh Anyway, um, let's just hope because you know what. To me, it's like, and it's 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 not it's it's not political. It's not one way or another. And I've seen enough stuff in the news where even the the, the people who are coming out and strongest way of saying you need to distance and all that stuff. Then you see pictures of them at parties, you know, breathing on each other and all that stuff. The complete hypocrites. And I think that's disgusting too. It's poor leadership. But I, I think like all these people, like it's always somebody else's problem. And it's easy to ignore when it's somebody else's problem. But what if that problem becomes your problem? You can't retroactively say, oh, I, I, okay, let me go back in time and, and make this change and everything will be okay. It's like the stakes are real, everybody. Like, come on. Right. 
and we're we're gonna have the reality is because of this holiday, you know, I haven't seen the projections, but because of this holiday, you know, five five digits worth of people are not gonna be able to celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays or whatever. They're gonna oh, be in, I'm sure. Either they're gonna be in the hospital or they're gonna be out of the hospital in a you know, in a meat wagon or something like that. It's like but but nobody thinks it's gonna happen to them. You know, it's the same people that run up credit card debt. It's like, you know, you gotta save for retirement. <laughs> you know, retirement will happen. You know? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, it's disappointing. It really, make, think, it really, it really, it really like that, man. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it, it, there's a, I always, you know, it's, it's a small majority and really it's not that big of a, you know, thing. If you just do what you're supposed to, <laughs> what, yeah, what, the, what the guidelines are, you know, but we've been over that a million yeah, times. If we would have done it, taken it seriously, like other countries, we'd be back to normal. Yeah, so, we would be. But, you know, yeah, like not. it like it can't work. Right. Like uh, this is what I what I tell people, because, you know, of course, politics ever you say, you know, Biden, socialist and all that stuff. I say, you know, what what is, quote unquote, socialist? What is that? What does that mean to you? Does mm-hmm. that socialist? Everybody thinks like higher taxes. Really, it's like it's going to be like an extra like maybe for for the wealthy. And I'm talking about like people in the yep. multiple hundreds of thousands of tax bracket. And you know, the the right. People that make over over you know five million a year don't pay taxes. So it's the the people that make between like two hundred fifty grand a year and five million a year um, for a household, they have to pay an extra you know one thousand two thousand dollars a year in taxes. Whether it's like a, 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 a more money for um, you know property, whatever the case is, it's giving right, more money right. taxes. And then you get to take care of somebody that you don't know uh, medically. You know if they have something mm-hmm. happen to them, right? You get you get to take care of college kids that don't have parents anymore. They're trying to put themselves through college and don't have insurance. You know, you get to take care of people. Right. You get to take care of your community. That's social. I don't think that's socialism. I think that's being a good person. Yeah, you know? it's being a good neighbor, man. You know, the, like at the it's going towards something. You know, and, and yeah, exactly. And I, I'm as you know, Sam, I'm by nature a moderate Republican, but I just don't understand why we don't take our, care of our community more. And then I look at because um, I look at it religiously. I don't see how it's how you can be a good and and I am a Christian person. I don't see how you can be a good Christian and then be against taking care of the community. And then I look at things like climate change, which is a quote unquote like a liberal point of view. I, I'm sorry, I, I take the Republican point of view and I look at this financially. Like why wouldn't we want to be on the cutting edge of of a of an emerging technology? Right. Why would we suppress the cutting edge of emerging te- emerging technology? Like we had to the auto industry and it for years kept itself afloat with you know, basically awful business practices, awful manufacturing practices. And the only reason, um, you know, the Fords and the General Motors were able to stay in place is because we put tariffs on Asian cars that were out competing. And so eventually, you know, everything crumbled and then Obama went in and and did his stuff, which I wasn't even necessarily, you know, I I get he saved a bunch of jobs with that. I don't know if I was necessarily behind that. But why wouldn't you want to reward technology and emerging technologies like solar You kidding me? You can't be in uh, on clean energy is like everything. Renewable energy is everything. You can't be on the forefront of that and make a ton of money. Right? I, it, it doesn't make sense. And and then people say this stuff won't work. Look, f- fifty minutes to the north of us for a lot of this country. You know, right. you're in you're in Buffalo, man. Take a half hour drive to Toronto, yeah. man. It's working. In, it's working like right there. Right. It's right. working. It's crazy. It's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild, Anyways. man. People, yeah, people just, you know, people want to spend more time arguing than, than finding solutions. And I'm not saying, like, all this stuff is a perfect solution, but we can at least look into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're running uh, a little bit long in the tooth. I did want to talk real quick about Golden State Warriors. They did keep the pick. Yeah. 
And now, and after we recorded, we found out Clay Thompson out for the year. I don't know if the Warriors knew that or not at that time. They did, they did know that. Okay. So that yeah, makes a little more did. sense to them keeping the pick than to me. Yeah. And I mean, he's, you know, he's going to be a skilled guy. And if they can get him, um, get him playing well with that team, um, they will, uh, they could always, they could always trade him. You yeah. Know? Um, they did pick up Kelly Oubre. They've made some good, um, some good pickups. Um, for their team, um, so what we'll you still see. got Obviously, Steph, Draymond Green, and uh, and Wiggins, right? As, Wiggins. as your trifecta, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to need a big year from Wiggins, and you know I'm buying the Wiggins stock um, because with Steph, I think going to be back at you know full form, um, and I love watching Steph play when they're running and gunning like that, and I'm hoping Wiggins can, you know, kind of obviously he's not going to be Clay, but hopefully he can, you know. Um, up his game a little bit right and you know i've you know they're gonna need draymond in shape and motivated this year um to go and we'll we'll see man i i I can't wait to see how everything uh the lakers made a lot of really good moves um yeah i saw and the blaze the blazers have probably had the best off season Hmm. um with you know their pickups and and whatnot um so so we'll see man it's i can't i can't wait i can't wait for the season to get back started and the toronto raptors are going to be playing out of tampa so to start the year right i saw that yeah 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 they're gonna be playing out of tampa i'm guessing i'm guessing um canada didn't want any part of them traveling in and out (laughs) well yeah yeah that and you know like one of my friends texted me and he's like why are they bringing an nba team to florida you know like it's a high covid area and i said well I'm sure the players had a lot to do with that in the players association because they'd rather cut half of their, their, their paychecks. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, in Florida where, where they're going to be playing half of their games, um, you'd rather, you'd rather, you know, have no state income tax than, yeah, that's a big deal. you know, putting them in, you know, Buffalo or somewhere else or another California, you know, team and it, if I'm them, I'm like, yo, put me in Florida. Yeah. Plus, you know, the, um, the the infection rate there is actually because of how bad it was spiking in summer. It's actually not as bad in Florida as it is like where I am in the Midwest right now. So Right. I mean, we already had our, yeah, we already, we were first to the party yeah, here right. in Florida. So um, once yeah, you've right. been at the table, you know, you, you eventually <laughs> yeah. everyone else starts coming over. Yeah, you know? right. So we've been, we've been leading it. And probably people that were in, Illinois and stuff, snowbirds and everything. Yeah, who knows? They get a you know people traveling back and forth. Yeah, right. You know, it just makes it worse. So. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. getting colder up here too. I mean, it's, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a mess. But light at the end of the tunnel, things will start to get better next year, which I'm really happy about. Yep. Yep. All right, man. I think we can put a pin in it there. I want to wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, a long weekend, assuming you have one. If you don't, bummer. But you know, have a great you know weekend anyway. Um, and just remember, you know, if, if you if you make the sacrifice, especially now, if you make the sacrifice to, to have a little bit of a pinch on your nose, which honestly, I've been doing it so long, I don't even notice it there anymore. Um, it's right. actually part of my wardrobe now. I like it. It's a great accessory. Um, but honestly, like, you know, if, if you do that and, you, and you're not normally a mask wearer, but you choose to do it now, like you literally could be saving many, many lives. Um, and that's good in the uh, that's good in the eternal, the eternal count, the eternal <laughs> you know, the clicker. Election. The gatekeeper is going to be looking at that more. Fa- yeah, the eternal election. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, we're talking about holiday season, you know, be kind to your neighbor and all that stuff. I mean, you, it, nothing better than saving grandma, somebody's meemaw, uh, letting them celebrate a nice Hanukkah or a nice Christmas or whatever. You know, everybody celebrates around that time of year. So good for uh, good for y'all. So, yeah, man, be good, everyone. Be good. Welcome, Welcome to, the to the podcast. podcast. Functional sports are Sam and Sean, too, they be sports in real life. They got real lives. Better tune in every week. Don't miss the podcast. Touch your mic, get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports and Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are all it. Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are all it.